Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transfantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens around it. Like holidays. We had our holidays early, and now we can relax. Yes, it's always nice to get those things out of the way early, although relax is a relative term. We don't have to keep getting ready for holidays. How about that? Okay, <laughs> I'll take that. We're done with that. Yes. Because we have always had holidays off of actual days, Mm -hmm. it tends to throw our extended chosen family off because they're always like, oh, I didn't know I needed to have presents for you now. And we're like, you didn't. No, we just have to have ours. Right. Yes. You can have yours whenever. Right? Mm -hmm. We are not bothered by your timetable. You can have your own holiday schedule. Especially in a pandemic where nobody should be going and seeing us anyway, and we should not be going and seeing you. No. We did see somebody in our yard. We did. Mm -hmm. Somebody who we didn't realize at the time was recovered from COVID. Yes, but everybody wore masks anyway, yes. including the COVID persons. Well, except for the baby. Yeah, he doesn't do that. But that's okay, because it's my understanding that babies don't keep the virus reservoir in their lungs like adults do. The younger you are and the smaller your body is, the more likely your viral reservoir is to be either in the sinus or in the gut. Right, which is what his mother said was his experience as far as you know his COVID experience was. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that he had had more gut problems than anything. So, baby, mm-hmm. holiday. Mm-hmm. We did invite our non-COVID aunt to come over. Yes. Because she was on quarantine for possibly having had COVID and waiting on tests because you said that she had probably psyched herself up into getting quarantined because she tends to be a little bit of a social hypochondriac. Yeah, my mother did that. And my aunt seems to have taken the role over or something because... She did that on her birthday as well. And I didn't think she probably had COVID, but I kind of hoped she was getting it over with. Yeah. So your aunt did end up having to, you know, after expressing that she had these symptoms, did end up having to get a COVID test and get quarantined. She did have symptoms that were appropriate for getting tested. Yes. She had a fever and so forth. Her test actually came back way sooner, although my understanding is you should stay quarantined regardless. So I didn't didn't have her check, and I didn't help her check for the test because I thought, well, she's got to stay quarantined anyway. Right. But it did come back a few days later. Mm Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the service that her doctor sent her to sent her a big bill. And I was reading that that service is covered by state health insurance, but not necessarily the old people health insurance, the Medicare. Okay, so it's covered by Medicaid, but not Medicare. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So she has a big bill and didn't realize that that was going to happen. Uh-oh. They probably explained it to her. That doesn't mean she's going to realize it's going to happen. Right. So it's like $275. Yikes. Yeah. But then we had one of number three's little friends over to whom they have a pod, whatever you call it, cocoon. <laughs> family that they interact with over at their dad's house. Yes, this is part of the group at their dad's house. That child's at their dad's house. My understanding, pretty much the whole time they're there. Yeah, and previously, this family, prior to the pandemic, used to give number one and number three meals and you know, like feed them and invite them over when they knew that number one and three's dad was not doing well, or when they didn't have enough food in the house, or they would invite them over. But since a few things have happened related to the pandemic and related to other things with their social situation, 
And I'm pretty sure that some of them are undocumented. And so it's harder to get work right now. And Mm -hmm. they were going to be having a really rough time. And so number three asked if their closest friend from that house could come over to our house for our Christmas. Yeah. So we had two of the people we usually interact with from different sides of the family in the house with us. Yeah. adding, Adding two to our small group, basically. Which I think was really nice because usually we're adding like five to 10 to our small group between grandma and auntie and auntie and another group of family and another group of family. And our teacher friend and her whole family would come over, not just her and her kid. And Mm -hmm. yeah. And so it was nice to just have a couple extra bodies and knowing exactly where they were going to be and when. I really liked that. (laughs) Oh, okay. That's good to know. Yeah, it is better than having everybody coming and going too, because our Christmas day tends to go on for a bit. It starts early with stockings and breakfast and then goes into gifts, which is one at a time and Yes, we, we, you found it very important when kids were small that they uh, pay attention to other people and take joy in other people's happiness. And so you made us do presents one at a time and it has just stuck as a tradition and I really like it. Yeah, I do too. It makes the kids pay attention to what they're getting as well. So they're not just opening a bunch of boxes, throwing it out of the way and opening the next boxes. Yeah, but it is a long process and and I remember once grandma sitting there like, oh, God, why did I come so early? Uh-huh. <laughs> she's not a morning person, though, so that probably had a lot to do with it. It probably did. Mm-hmm. But she's also used to the let kids run amok unless there's something specific they need to be doing and make the specific things as quick and easy as possible parenting plan. Mm-hmm. So having us do a long and involved traditional type thing was just not her bread and butter. No, she's found herself well adapted to chaos. And you and I are not adapted to chaos, nor are we willing to be. So no. Yeah. Yeah. So we did holiday things. Yes. And now they're all done. And now we can relax, as you said. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yes. We're relaxing. (laughs) I can tell. (laughs) Although you have to do a lot of relaxing to get ready for your doctor appointment next week. Yeah, I don't know that that's so much relaxing as kind of channeling your thoughts into a uh, different area than, oh, I have a doctor's appointment coming up next week. What doctor do you have to see next week? The gynecologist. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this uh, a couple of weeks ago when your GP, you know, had to kind of steal themselves to scoot over on his little wheelie stool, get in front of me and say, have you seen your gynecologist lately? And I did manage to say no instead of no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's a challenge. I mean, but it's a thing. It is a thing. And I noticed in the group the Facebook group I am attached to called something about older trans guys. And uh, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, is he going to actually come up with the words? No. <laughs> uh, that some of those guys were talking about the same type of doctor appointment. And as I said to you last night, what is this trans guy gynecology season or what's going on here? Apparently. Yeah. And, you know, having different things to say about, oh, I have this appointment dread mm-hmm. and um, other guys being encouraging and so forth. So I had noticed on there that there were uh, a fair amount of announcements about that and encouragements for each of those fellows. And I didn't read all of them. I read a few 
of them. It is actually a place you can read the comments. Uh huh. You know, but and, but you read all the words. Well, I do have this appointment coming up. So you read more of them than usual. I probably did, but I also realized partway through that that my way of dealing with it is to not think about it too much because it's not really going to change your options to think about it. Okay. You know, you're going to go and do the thing regardless. So right. why think about it and cause more dread? And the other part is that my way of, besides just not dwelling on it, is to approach it in that practical sense of, and it won't take very long. Yes. So there'll be way more dread than actual appointment in yeah. That's true. Yes. No matter what, even if I do reduce it to as little as possible. Right. There will still be more. I don't want that than there will be of the happening of it. Yes. Mm -hmm. That is correct. Yeah. And along those lines, I noticed another post that was about the same parts of the body in a way. And it was a comment about one of the fellows finding trans porn, a trans young trans guy that does porn that he really liked and he felt represented his perspective and it was enjoyable for him to watch because he has no intention himself of having a lower surgery, Mm -hmm. GRS. Right. So I did read some of those because I thought it was interesting. And actually, a lot of the guys on there commenting, and you know, I, I don't, I couldn't even tell you how many guys are in that group. And then, of course, how many of us actually interact? And <laughs> I interact probably twice a year because it's me. Right. But quite a few of them were of the yes, and I'm not getting a lower surgery or a bottom surgery, as most of them called it. Some, most of them, for the reason of they just don't want one, mm-hmm. and they were comfortable with where they were at for some various reasons, some few of them, including not having access to surgery or not wanting surgery for the surgery itself. Right. You know, that whatever surgery you'd be having, Mm -hmm. the complication surgery can involve. And some of them, because they can't afford it and can't access it through any insurance. Uh, But most of them actually just feeling like they don't need that. Mm Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that that has something to do with that they're mostly older trans guys and, you know, Mm -hmm. were surprised to find themselves deciding to go ahead and transition anyway. Because I think if I was much younger, I would have wanted a lower surgery, even though they were crap as far as I was concerned, which is one of the reasons I didn't transition earlier. Most of the reason being other, such as not having the support for that. But the lower surgeries that were around when I first considered transitioning were um, not very enticing. Not that they're, you know, they're way improved, but they're not as improved as everybody hopes they'll be someday. But I think I would have gone for it because I'm not comfortable with that part of my body. And how I deal with it is like I did most dysphoria over the years of, well, we'll just think of it like we do the gynecologist and not think of it. Yes. You know, a thing that is there or happening that you just decide you're going to not dwell on because there's not a lot to do about it for for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And and for the, me, those include that I'm not good at surgery and surgery is complicated and expensive and so forth. And then because I'm older and I'm married, I feel like, well, you and I are comfortable with my body. So uh, as one of the guys said, my wife knows what to do with it. <laughs> and that's what matters. Right. So he was comfortable enough with that. And 
for me, I'm comfortable enough with that as far as everyday existence and as far as sexual interactions go that I can deal with it because I, I just don't see how to get around it in a practical enough sense. Right. Yeah. But otherwise, I, I can't see why you would leave things the way they were if you could change them. So uh, unlike th- those guys, I do not have that preference of just leaving things. Right. It's not my preference. It's just my situation. Right. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I can see how for some people who, you know, are trying to better integrate with their body, I can see how having visual examples like in porn of people whose bodies are similar to yours and they're still using it and enjoying it and still being completely masculine. Mm-hmm. They're totally guys. They just happen to have this other set of equipment. Mm-hmm. And however they choose to use it doesn't change who they are. Right. And I can see how that could totally be affirming for people who are in a similar situation. Yes. Yes, I can understand that. Did you go and look at any of the models that they were talking about? See any of the the videos? Yeah, I did. I was nosy. I did go check it out. And I thought, well, okay, I see that. It's not my thing. No. That's not what I want to do. No. Nope. (laughs) No, a lot of them were engaged in penetrative sex. Mm -hmm. And that's not your jam. No. Mm -mm. (laughs) Speaking of... The gynecologist. Right. So I, I, it doesn't, it's not for you, but I can see how it could be beneficial for a lot of people. Yeah, I could see that. Meanwhile, I'm thinking of all the time I spent at the gynecologist over the last year getting ready for my hysterectomy. And I'm like, ugh. That's another thing. And I, I know my gynecologist and I have talked about it before because she asked me, maybe last time or the time before, what I wanted to do about that. And I said, well, I'd like it to be gone, but I don't know that that will be an option or not. And I don't know if she'll ask me about it or... After watching me get my hysterectomy and knowing you know, how, how fairly easy it was, aside from the gas pain that first day... You were very uncomfortable, and you are not usually uncomfortable. Right. So for you to be quite as uncomfortable as you were was not, it was disconcerting to watch that. I'm sorry. Like I said, once I realized that it was the gas pain and not like the actual hysterectomy pain, Mm -hmm. like... It takes a while for your brain to wrap around, this pain is not danger. Yes. Because typically pain is danger. Yes. And as I've pointed out to the boy many, many times, when you say, ouch, that's your body saying, hey, don't do that. And he still needs to have himself told. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, I, yeah. So when you have pain and you've just had a surgery, mm-hmm. it's it's quite normal, I would believe, to think, is this ouch bad? Yes. And so like I was thinking, okay, I just had a major organ removed. It probably hurts. But no, it turns out that the actual removal and the tissues around it were mildly swollen, but not in any great deal of pain. It was just that the swelling was preventing the gas from escaping and that made pain. Yeah, and that can be very painful. And, you know, come to think of it, even with my colon surgery, the surgery part itself healed was healing quite well, but the complications mm-hmm. were distressing. 
Yes. Including antibiotics and including the... Uh, lymphedema? No, that's not what it was. It was a... It was a lumpy thing. Yeah, you had a... With a, lymph fluid in it, but mm-hmm. it wasn't a lymphedema. Yeah. Yeah. It was a something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, in any case, uh, yeah, other things were the problem, not so much the actual surgery. But see, okay, so a hysterectomy would be nice, but the idea of the hysterectomy to me would be to do something else, which would then get rid of the hole in my body that doesn't belong there. Right. And I can see how that would be like step one in this long process. But since you have long since stopped menstruating, you're not having any problems with the whole aside from its existence. Yes. And you don't have any option to remedy the shape of your nethers. So removing the internal organ seems, I don't know, like, does that seem useful to you? Does it seem like something you would still be wanting to have happen? I don't see it as necessarily useful because it wouldn't be part of a sequence that I was aiming for. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. If you were only going to have it as step one of a process, but the rest of the process isn't going to happen, there's no use in proceeding with step one. I I don't see why you would do that. Okay. Outside of the idea that it could cause a problem Mm -hmm. in the next 10 years or whatever. Right. You know? And that's why you're going to the gynecologist to make sure that it doesn't cause a problem. Yeah. Because I would hate for another of your internal organs to try and kill you. Yeah, me too. It's already happened once. Yeah. Although I have been learning quite a bit about gut health in relation to my own genetics and the, the you know overall trend in in my family as well but in trying to address that you know with good fibers and you know other health doing the health. things to avoid the flare ups of diverticulitis that runs in your family so that i don't have my gut try to kill me again. Yes. Yes. Good job. Thank you. I like it when your body doesn't try and kill you. Well, and the thing is when your own body's trying to kill you, it's a long drawn out painful deal. Correct. So it's it's also the pain, not just the death part. Yeah. It's the pain on the way to the death. Let's not do that one either. No. That's what you get to relax for, but you just got back to work now. So relaxing is, I guess, still the wrong word, which we've said twice or three times now, but... We'll probably find some other word. Your vacation is done. My time off of work has ended. (laughs) Yes. So... It took me about a week to not think about what needed to be happening. And that was a good part about being off for two weeks is... I did eventually train myself into not thinking about the next sequence of events, including the 10 parts of each part of each thing that needed to happen in the next day or three days or one week or whatever. Right. And only think about vaguely tomorrow and mostly today. Good job. Um, now I have to go back the other way. <laughs> it's, not, yep. it's not easy to change uh-uh. oh, once you've gotten it, it worked out. Right. And I have next week off of work. We staggered our our leave time this year because there's nowhere at all to be going and nothing at all to be doing that we would need to both have the time off together. So yeah. So you took yours before the kids got off of school. (laughs) Yes, that was your recommendation and I took you up on it. I think it was good because then I could have free time during the day while the boy was at school. I did still have to get up every morning and push him along from 6.30 to 7.30, you know, to get him out of the house. Yeah. So I am now enjoying that I have returned to work with short weeks because they're holiday weeks. Right. 
And I don't have to get up every morning before the boy and get ready so that I'll be ready to walk around behind him and say, and now you're, and you're, and do the, and eat your food. Yep. Put your clothes on. I think having four-day weeks without somebody else to manage is a good way to transition back into working after having had time off. I agree. Uh-huh, transition. <laughs> The Yes, and the other folks at work are having holiday distraction during their four-day weeks. So mm-hmm. everybody expects that, and that's also a nice way to fade back into the People are paying week. less attention to you and how much work you're doing when they're busy with their stuff. Yeah, some of them are busy and some of them are dealing with holidays and working around it. So, And most people try to take off sometime at this time of year. And I've found that apparently it seems that some of them are, even though there's nowhere to go, like you, you know, you have some leave time and you should eventually use it, which I had not used any since one day in the middle of the year and a few days the beginning of last March. Yep. So I think that that was too long in between to take off from work. You know, having had the option, I probably would have benefited from doing it sooner, but I just wasn't getting to it. No, because things kept happening. And in, again, in a pandemic, in absence of some place to go or something to do with the time off, there are a lot of people who aren't going and doing and aren't taking their time. Mm-hmm. Um, my agency actually had a memo go out that said they're going to extend the use it or lose it time. Like you have a cap on how many hours you can earn each year or how many hours you can bank each year. And you're supposed to use it by January 1st. But this year they're going to give us until like April 1st because that'll be easier to travel then. I don't know. Well, that's nice that they extended yours because they did not extend ours. And so that's why I did finally, I had to schedule the days before the end of the year. I would have lost them and that's completely useless. Mm-hmm. You're better off using them and going nowhere than losing them entirely. And you can speak from experience because you used them and went nowhere. Yes, I did. Which sounds funny to say, but it was very nice to go nowhere. That used to be like my favorite thing when people are like, oh, what are you going to do with your school break when I was teaching? What are you going to do on spring break, summer break, winter break? What What are you going to do on this long weekend? And I'd say, sit at home and do nothing. Mm-hmm. And over half the time, the response would be, oh my gosh, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And today, today's my other day off. So that's part of my short week. Mm-hmm. Because the, the holiday is on a day I'm usually off. Yes. So I had to take a different eight hours of leave. And yes, because you usually finish your 40 hours before Friday. So you don't have to work Friday. Mm-hmm. But then if they're giving you eight hours of holiday, then you can't take that Friday. No. Although it goes on your time card that way. It's, you know, right. the government. So you so. need to only have 32 hours of accumulated work time elsewhere. Correct. In the prior four days where you usually have 40. Right. So you get an extra short week this week and next week too. Huh? Yes. Good job. Thank you. I'm kind of jealous. Although I take next week off. So we'll see how jealous I am by the end of it. Right. We will. (laughs) So is that it for now? I think that's it. We'd love to hear from you. So let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. 
We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. What? Are we, we going to talk about anything interesting? <laughs> Define interesting. <laughs> Do you want to start it over? No. I think I just yawned at the microphone. I think you did, but you didn't peek it, so you're good. Are we good? Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. Like holidays. Oh yeah, we we have holidays, huh? I was wondering what we were going to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) If that was what you were wondering, you should have just said, what are we going to talk about? (laughs) Oh, okay. Ask the question. Don't ask around the question. I get confused. (laughs) Yes, yes, you do. (laughs) Well, I, I I hadn't thought about that. I just thought in the back of my head I thought what are we going to talk about and out of my mouth came are we going to talk about anything interesting well yes that is what came out of your mouth but I don't know what else is happening in there unless you tell me all about it right correct (laughs) even if I did develop powers of mind reading it would still be in a different language and I would lack the translation matrix to (laughs) comprehend I'm sure (laughs) you'd have the uh, the signal and the the transmitting message, but you would have no understanding of what to do with it. Is this in Klingon? <laughs> Time for the boy's pills. You already did that. Yes, I did. Good job. He sent me a picture of the folded towels. That's good. Mm-hmm. I approve. <clears throat> so, like holidays. Oh, holidays, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The boy and I had an errand to do, dropping something off at somebody's garage area, and um, we were singing Christmas songs loud in the car, so... There you go. Yes. I'm sorry, your throat is not responding well to that. Eh. Not having a commute to listen to radio or, you know, songs on my iPod. On my iPod? I don't have one of those anymore. Songs on my phone. Did you did you go somewhere in the TARDIS and come back <laughs> with your iPod? <laughs> I haven't had one of those in a couple of years, but... Not singing in the car regularly has made it harder for me to keep my sinuses clear. Oh, well, you need to sing around the house just like I hum. No. No? No. <laughs> We've been over this. I don't sing around other people unless the other people are also singery people. Oh, well, yeah, we're not singery. We could sing, but you probably wouldn't like it. And exactly. That's so. why I don't get anything started that I wouldn't want everybody else to join in on. It would be rude of mm. Right. Yeah, I was, I think I, I might have strained my voice more stopping and going, trying to figure out what words he was singing with the song. That's funny. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. So. So, enough about your throat. What were we talking about? Christmas. (laughs) Christmas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Holidays.